0: Acts 2, we will begin the scripture there. Acts 1, kind of give us a leading into it. Uh, Jesus has left uh, the Holy Spirit. He's, he's told the Holy Spirit to come on. And verse number 5, the Bible tells us in Acts 1, he said, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many, hen, not many days hence. Well chapter 2 is the breathing of the holy spirit of god on the uh, disciples if you will the 120 here in uh, in this room here and uh, we'll read some scripture we won't get through all the story in chapter 2 but we'll read a couple verses about 13 verses this morning and uh, just kind of getting us up to the holy spirit revealed if you will uh how he reveals himself to the children of Israel the Jews and uh, Bible tells us and teaches us that the Jews required a sign and they needed a sign uh, to believe that, that, uh, that Jesus was who he said he was. And so Jesus uh, attempts and gives them a sign after sign and miracles and wonders. And, and here it is in Acts chapter number two, he tries to again, give them a sign that he is real and that he was the son of God. And again, many times they rejected the sign. They rejected the signs that he gave them. Now, we'll, we won't get to it today, but uh, in this text, in chapter number two, there are many people who do believe and many people who do get saved. But ultimately, there's still a lot of people, there's still a lot of people that, uh, that, never, that never do get saved and never do believe that Jesus is, uh, is the Son of God. So uh, Acts chapter 2, if you've got your Bible, if you can stand, let's go ahead and read together. And okay, let's go ahead and stand if you can. And we'll read together the 13 verses real quick here. And the Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them uh, clothed and uh, "...tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation, under heaven." Uh, and now, uh, when there was this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marvelled, saying one to another, "Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Huh? And aren't these? Uh, don't they all speak Gal? Aren't they all supposed to be speaking Galilean?" Woo! Come on, and how we all hear, and, and, and how we hear every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born. Now, verses number 9 and verse number 10 and verse number 11, there's a lot of words in there that I'd misquote, misread, uh, many different. There's 18 different nationalities there or 18 different groups of people there. I'm not going to read those because I'm going to butcher every one of them, okay? So and look down in verse number 11. He says, the Cretes and the Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking say these men are full of new wine. Some didn't understand. Some did. Some were amazed. And when they were amazed, the Bible says that even some of them were in doubt. Well, we're going to talk to you. i want going to talk, try to do my best uh, to convey the thought of the Holy Spirit revealed. Let's pray. Lord, we've come to you. We've prayed. We've had special prayer for people. We've had prayer over the offering. We've prayed at the beginning of the service. But Lord, ultimately, all is vain. unless the Spirit of the Holy One come down. And I ask you, Lord, to fill me with your unction and, and give me the words to say, the ability to say it in clarity of mind that I may preach the Word of God like you want me to preach. Lord, I ask that if there's one in here this morning that does not know you, that's never been saved, I pray that they would get it settled this morning. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the Word of God and how true it is and how how sure it is. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Y'all may be seated. We see in verse number one, it kicks right off into uh, the word Pentecost, and the day of Pentecost was fully come. And the word Pentecost, uh, if you understand or did a little bit of research, it is uh, one of the Jewish feasts that they would have, one of the, uh, one of the most important holidays of the Jewish uh, religion. And uh, this was the day of Pentecost, which means that it was 50 days After Passover. And so the Passover had been done for 50 days. And here come the day of Pentecost. And on this day, from what I've understood or from what I've read, is thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Jews would make their way into the city uh, to pay their homage or pay the deal here for this feast. In the Old Testament, in in, in, uh, Exodus chapter 23, it's called the Feast of Harvest. In Exodus chapter thirty-four, it's called the Feast of the of the Weeks. In Numbers chapter twenty-eight, it's called the Feast or the Day of the first Fruits And you say, what does that so mean? Look, I, I tell you. The book of Numbers, calling it the first fruits, in First Corinthians chapter fifteen and verse number twenty, the Bible says, "But now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that sleep." We celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate the the risen Savior on Easter. But here it is the day of Pentecost. This is the first fruits of Him being risen from the dead. The Holy Ghost come down. You come down on, on Pentecost Day. And here they, came, here they said in, at Pentecost. Here they said all together. And the Holy Spirit of God came down. Yeah. And I say this, and I've said it before. There's not a man. There's not a woman. There's not a church. There's not a person that can give you the Holy Ghost of God. Not a one. No, right. no. There's a God in heaven. Who indwells us with the Holy Spirit of God. And he's the only one that can give us that Holy Spirit. He's the only one that can give us the Holy Ghost. That's right. That's right. That's right. This is the day of Pentecost. There's the day of Pentecost. It was fully come. It wasn't on the 49th day. It was on the 50th day. The Bible says that Jesus was seen alive 40 days. So now Jesus had been gone some 10 days, and here come the day of Pentecost. I don't know, you know, you think about this, and this takes place, and here's the day of Pentecost, and all these people are gathered in the city. And here those disciples sat, waiting on the Holy Spirit of God. Because the Bible says in chapter number 1 that Jesus said to wait, to wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the Holy Spirit. He said in verse number 5 of chapter 1, he said, you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So here it is. Here's the plan. Number one, if you will, the plan, the plan. What was God's plan for the Holy Spirit? What is God's plan for even for today? Look in verse number 1. The Bible says that the, the day, we understand the day it happened was the day of Pentecost. We understand that, but we understand that they were all in one accord again. Now we go back to chapter number one. They were all in one accord as well. And God began to move and God began to work and they prayed and they worked. Look, and I said it before and I preached, we preached a whole message on being in one accord. If we're all on the same page and we're all going in the same direction, man, it helps everything go. It helps everything flow the right way. Now, everybody being in one accord. And the Bible says in verse number two, and there came a sound from heaven. This morning about three, four o'clock in the morning, I don't know, man. I heard a... Man, it was blowing everywhere. It woke me up, got me up out of bed. I heard the thunders woke you up. I heard the, I heard the wind running. And the Bible says that there came a sound from heaven. Now, now, I've never noticed this before until I was studying it out. But look in that verse, verse number two. He said, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. There wasn't wind. It wasn't a gush of wind. It was a sound of a wind coming in. Uh, the Holy Ghost of God come down on the place uh, and filled the place. Uh, and it, the Bible says that it filled the, all yeah. the place. Yeah. It filled the whole, all the house. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Yeah. Hallelujah. I've heard wind. We heard wind this morning. I don't know about you, but I did. Bible says in verse number 2 that it happened suddenly. There they were, just sitting there. There they were, all in one accord. There they were, maybe even just telling a story back and forth and talking between each other. And all of a sudden, it happened and the Holy Ghost come down. Suddenly. May I submit to you this morning the same way that that suddenly took place. The Son of Man will come in the sky. And the Bible says will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And the trump of God will sound. It's going to be a sudden thing. The Bible says as it, as, it, as it talks about that. He'll come as a thief in the night. It'll happen so fast. That mighty rushing wind came in so fast they didn't even know what was going on. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. And I think about that, how sweet of a sound it must have been. Oh yeah. How what great sound it must have been to hear. Here come the Holy Spirit of God. And it filled all the house. Verse number three. And the Bible says, And there appeared unto them like cloven tongues, like as of fire. It wasn't fire, but it looked like it. Cloven tongues, and it said on each one of them, I don't know exactly the description on which how to tell you but I do know that there was a cloven tongue that looked like fire that was coming down that came down to represent the Holy Spirit of God. If you look down through the history when when God talked to the children of Israel when God came to Moses in in the wilderness he came to him in a fire of a burning bush when God came to different children of Israel different Jews he came to a fire he needed to come to the children of Israel he needed come to the disciples who were Jews uh, who needed a sign and he came to them with a fire of the Holy Spirit of God as cloven tongues. Made it look like there was a fire of a cloven tongue sitting there above them. And the Bible says in verse number four, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now you understand that Prior to this, the Holy Spirit did not indwell believers. Understand that the Holy Spirit would would come and go on believers uh, uh, down through the history of the Bible. The Bible talks about the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. Uh, He would come on them and use them. And he would leave Uh, now with the dispensation of grace, if you will, the Holy Spirit of God now indwells each and every one of us. When I got saved, I got every bit of the Holy Ghost I'll ever get. Amen. And when you got saved, you're the same way. Yeah. Yeah. He filled them with the Holy Spirit. But look in verse number four, the Bible says, and they began to speak with other tongues. My, 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 this scripture is, is twisted and this scripture is used and abused by so many to represent something in which it didn't. Because in verse number 4, the Bible says that they spoke with other tongues. And in verse, uh, you'll go down there, in verse number 5, there were devout men out of every nation under the heaven. Think about that for just a second. The Bible says that at that meeting, or who was there, uh, hey, the Bible says that they began to speak with other tongues. And there were men from every nation under heaven. So how many nations were there? How many groups of people were there? Verse number 18, verse, uh, next couple of verses, there were 18, 18 different groups that were there. They were all Jews. They were all there to worship. They were all there for that day of Pentecost. That's why they were there. But those men and women that were there, they were men and women who spoke different languages. There was like 18 different groups, 18 different nationalities, if you will, 18 different representatives from different languages there. Listen, I can only speak English, and I barely speak that. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody around me starts speaking a different language. Man, I have no idea what they're saying. And a man, I want to understand. Whether, who who are you talking about? I need to know who you talking about me? Because we need to know. I, I, you. Hey, have you ever walked into a room? All of a sudden, they start changing the uh, the uh, the way they're talking, and they begin to talk in a different language. They're probably talking about you, right? Look, like this is what took place. Is there were multiple people, thousands of people, who spoke other languages, sitting in that room. <coughs> and the Bible says in verse. In verse number three or verse number four, they began to speak with other tongues because there was so many different groups of people there. And again, I'm not going to try to read them to you, but there's eighteen different groups. These disciples spoke to them. In verse number eleven, read with me what it says. The Cretes and the Arabians we do hear them are speak in what tongues? Our. Whose tongue? Our. What happened was is God gave them utterance to begin to speak and when they spoke in, in Galilean everyone else heard it in their own language. I it's hard for me to imagine, it's hard for me to understand that. It would be like me talking through. Have you ever used Google Translate before? If you if you have you can down it's an app on your phone, you speak into Google Translate into English, and it will translate it into whatever language you want it to. Instantly. But sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it's wrong. Because it don't hear you right. But can you imagine? They're all sitting in that room, there they were, in one accord. And the rise, mighty rushing wind come down. And the Bible cloven tongues set upon them. And they begin to speak in tongues. And they begin to speak the word of God. And as they were preaching in Galilee, and that man who is Arabian heard it in Arabian. And the man who was a Crete, he heard it in Cretian. And every single nation heard the word of God in their own language. Amen. The word tongue in the Bible, in this text, means a known language. Not a language that can't be understood. Not a language that needs an interpreter. Not a language that needs somebody to stand up for them. It's a known language. The Holy Spirit of God gave them that power. Man, oh man, missionaries could sure use that power today. Amen. Go to a field, don't speak English, they'll have to spend three or four years in a language school trying to learn their language of the country that they're living in. Man, they should, could sure use this apostolic power. Yes. These apostles, I've heard people say and and even what, reading on this, you know, you think about this and the, the power that God gave them, but think about the power that they had before any of this took place. Think about the power that took place before them. Think about the healing that they did and the blind that they helped and the, and the lame that they helped and the demonic man and the men and women that they helped. Think about all those miracles that they performed before they had the Holy Spirit of God. Many people today uh, seek, if you will, in verse number 5, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in verse number 5 that John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Listen, there is never a point in the Scripture outside of this text, outside of this one verse when they were waiting on the Holy Spirit of God. There's never been a time where they sought a baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. There's never been a time when, when, uh, when, when things would take place and Philip went and preached to the eunuch. He, he didn't ask him about uh, how, what has it taken to, uh, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He didn't ask him about that. And then when they talked to the Philippian jailer in jail, uh, they didn't ask him about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Listen, uh, we don't need to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, when we get saved, the Bible says that we're born of the Spirit. John three five tells us Jesus said and answered them verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit you say what does that mean when I got saved I was born of the spirit yeah. and to go to heaven you have to have two uh, two times of being born you have to be born of your mom which is water and born of your spirit which is the Holy Spirit of God. Not only the moment that I got saved, the Holy Spirit, I was born of the Spirit. Not only when I got saved, I was indwelt with the Holy Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. He says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. And not at now, as if any man have not the Spirit of God, he is none of his. When I got saved, the Holy Spirit of God came inside of me indwelled me not only when i the moment that i accepted christ i was born of the spirit i was indwelt by the spirit but then i was also baptized in the spirit The bible says in first corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 12 for as by the for as the body in one hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is christ For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into that one Spirit. That one Spirit is is Christ. That one Spirit is the Holy Ghost. When I got saved, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit of God. I was born of the Spirit. I was indwelled with the Spirit. But then there comes to this place. Now here we live our life. We need to be filled with the Spirit. Because the Bible says in this verse that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. When I got saved, I was indwelled. And I was born of the Spirit. I was baptized in the Spirit. But as I said before, when I got saved, I got every bit of the Holy Spirit I'll ever get. The more obedient I am to Him... The more yielded I am to him, the more he gets of me. You see, if I invited you into my home and I invited you to see my my living room, you have been in my home and you are in my living room, but I've not invited you to the rest of the house. See, when Jesus, when I got saved, I got the Holy Spirit of God and he lives in me. But how much of my house has he seen? And how much of my house does He control? And how much of my house am I yielded to Him? In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, And be not drunk with wine. Right. We shouldn't be drunk. Right. But then He says, Wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You say, what do you mean? What is all this preaching? What is all this about? See, God's plan is that when we're born of God, when we're born of God, we're born in the Spirit. See, God's plan is, when we get saved, He indwells us with the Spirit. When we get saved, we're baptized in the Spirit. But when we get saved, we're supposed to be filled with the Spirit. But we choose how much of the Holy Spirit we allow to move in and out of our life. How much... Does it take for alcohol to affect your body? And everybody's different. Everyone's tolerance is a little bit different. But when you drink alcohol, it affects your body. It affects your vision, it affects your walk, it affects your talk. It even affects your brain. Right? See, the Bible likens being drunk with being filled with the Spirit because when you're filled with the Spirit, He begins to control your walk and your talk right. and your vision and your brain because we allow the Holy Spirit of God to fill us and we yield ourselves to Him and He begins to control what we say and what we do and where we go. He said, Brother Trenton, have you always been filled with the Holy Spirit? No. Nope. There are days that I'm not. And it's my own choosing. I want the Holy Spirit of God to make and choose every path I take and everything I do. But there are times, man, I'm a failure. And I'm not. But the plan. He filled them with the Holy Spirit of God. And when he filled them with the Holy Spirit of God, they began to use an apostolic power that was given to them to be able to speak the truth to every single person. Regardless of what tongue they used, language they used. Let me ask you, are you filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Does He control your actions? Does He control your thoughts? Jesus, Jesus. Then it says in that next verse, He says, and they were all amazed. They were amazed at what they'd seen. Verse 7. And verse 12, both of them say that they were amazed. Are you amazed with what God's done in your life? Are you amazed at what the accomplishments that God has done? It still amazes me that God would save Trenton. Why would God save me? Why would God take me? and take away my sin it still amazes me why would he do that think about what took place that day in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost how God moved and how God blessed listen later on in verse 38 you'll see that I think it's 38 there were like 3,000 people that got saved that day because God came down I want God to, to feel me. But I also want to never get to a place where I'm not amazed at what God's done for me. Right. Nah, it ain't no big deal. Oh, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal what God's done for me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I pray that you've used me in spite of me. I pray.